0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Multifamily Streamline. I'm Leslie Mathis. Today's my birthday, so I'm just going to leave you with a little nugget. I'm calling it Lessons Learned, the It Project. Next week, we have a surprise and delight two-part series. But first, if you are new to this podcast, I'll reintroduce myself. I fell into the multifamily industry 20 years ago this month. As my anniversary approached last week, I wasn't sure if I felt old or proud, but I landed on both. Honestly, I have never done anything for 20 years in my life other than water skiing, but I feel confident you will not meet somebody that loves apartments more than me. I'm so thankful for the opportunity that landed in my lap 20 years ago, and I'm more than thankful that I worked my way up from a very entry-level position. I spent most of my career as an RPM, and then five and a half years ago, I left the corporate world and formed Streamline Multifamily Group, a consulting company for all things multifamily, and today... All of my training and speaking opportunities are run out of Streamline. Shortly after I opened my company, I landed the asset manager role at Woodfield Development, and I can't tell you how fortunate I am to work with such a great group of people and developers. The dream for this podcast began a few years ago and finally came to fruition last year. It wasn't pretty, and there were a lot of bumps in the road, but I am still hopeful that it can be a resource to you. My approach is very different than most, and I will always be transparent and willing to have the hard conversations. So again, welcome if you are new, and if you've been listening for a while, thank you for joining me. Recently, I was reminded of a hard lesson, and I thought it was worth sharing. Perhaps I can save someone the pain and maybe embarrassment, perhaps better explained as self-disappointment. There are always going to be things we do not like doing. And those tasks are the ones that we typically put off to the last minute, which creates stress and unwelcome drama. At least for me, I often say that I create my own drama and all stems from procrastination. I guess the first step is always acknowledging the issue. I bet you all can relate and think of a few examples. What triggered this share for me was a recent ups with my quarterly reports. Listen, I know they are always due the 15th of the month following a quarter, but the date always sneaks up on me because this is not my favorite task. We had put some things into play to make it easier. And all of the templates have been created by our marketing firm to make them pretty and to provide somewhat of a consistent format. But again, I'm always scrambling to get these out the door. My excuse is I'm at the mercy of others to help me get them done. The GC for the most up-to-date report, the developer to provide one last review for, to ensure accuracy. This month, the week they were due, somehow spun out of control with reports, projects, and so many phone calls. I had intentionally put time on my calendar for these reports, three separate days, but it was still a challenge construction lingo is not my expertise i know enough to be dangerous but i'm the leasing girl the last couple of reports i had been copying and pasting from the construction updates when possible but that perhaps came at a formatting cost long story short this was a perfect time to reformat some of the information what all turned out well The moral of the story is my distraction and perhaps laziness led to additional work for me and the group, but more importantly, disappointment in myself for letting it happen and not noticing the need for consistency. You see, when we are working on projects we love, we put the time and effort in to make them shine. When we are working on items that we don't love, that is when we open the door for mistakes because we are not giving it the same quality of attention. We have to remember that while it might not be our favorite item, like a variance report, a renewal tracker, it does have an audience, and we cannot lose sight of that. When we do, it is poor reflection on us, no matter the reason it happened. What I would say is that on things we are working on that aren't our favorite, this is the time we need to remove all distractions and ask ourselves the hard question on the quality of our work. This is also a great opportunity to reach out to a peer for proofing or feedback. This is a time when we really need some accountability. Otherwise, we are not presenting with our best work. What are a few best practices that we can utilize when working on a project that's not our favorite? And perhaps we keep I keep talking about it not being our favorite or one that we don't love, but maybe it's one we do over and over again. And perhaps because it's Kind of on autopilot, we're creating an opportunity to not present in our best way. Maybe we're not taking an opportunity to look and say, hey, I've been doing these quarterly reports for the last five years. Maybe we need to tweak them. Maybe our audience has changed. Maybe the formatting needs to change. Perhaps it's more about the tasks that we do over and over again versus the tasks that we don't love. I don't know. You have to ask yourself that question and decide what bucket it goes into. But either way, it could be coming at a cost to the quality of work that we're producing. So back to the task at hand and discussing a few best practices. One, dedicate time to work on the project, put it on your calendar and don't let it waver. Number two, no interruptions. But you say, Leslie, it's not possible. Do what you have to do to make this happen. It will take less time, I promise. Three, have a peer provide feedback or guidance. Four, let someone else prove it. Five, don't put off to the last minute. This just makes things even harder. Number six, when possible, delegate to a team member, especially if it's something that they excel at. It is important when possible to align projects with a person that has the best expertise. Or maybe enjoyment level. Number seven, don't be afraid to ask the recipient's guidance as well, especially if this is a new expectation. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. If there are items we don't like doing, we have to approach in a different way with intentionality to break the insanity wheel. Over the last several weeks, we have talked a lot about getting started being the first step, but be careful that tasks or projects you have to do aren't just about getting started or checking the box. The scary new things are about taking the first step. The projects we don't love or that we do consistently definitely need to be approached in a different way. The moral of the story is don't be lazy, especially on things that you hate doing. Do it all and do it well. Sometimes we just have to do it to get the project done, but never take the easy route. Trust me, clip and paste or snippet is a wonderful tool, but it can lead to a disaster too. See you back next week.